Welcome back to the Catching Feelings pod. Okay. <laughs> this episode, we're going to be discussing relationships, but not just any type of relationship. We're going to be talking about dating athletes. Dating an athlete in high school is definitely different than dating an athlete in college. Um, in high school, everyone's sort of an athlete, I would say. Yeah. And like you go to the same classes and you're in school for the same time every day and then Everyone has like a two-hour practice after school. It's not like you really do much together anyway because you're so young. I think in high school it's easier because like the only time to that you have practice is after school. Right. So you don't really have to juggle your schedule as much. Yeah, because everyone has the same schedule. Yeah. And they make it so that it's easy for you to handle. And school comes first before sports. Yeah. And also like when you're in high school... If you think about it, for the first two years of us dating, we were like 14 and 15 years old. We didn't really go on dates. Like, we couldn't drive or anything. Actually, fun story. So, the summer before our sophomore year, we were still 15 years old. And we were both not in summer school, but our moms would work at the same place as we discussed last episode. So, we would catch a ride with them into school. And we would meet up there. And we stored our bikes there, like our bicycles. And we would ride our bicycles all over Honolulu, like ride it to the beach, just everywhere. Ride it to the mall. and we Get would, lunch. Yeah, like we would ride pretty long distances since none of us could drive. We were both 15, so. I'm actually surprised that I did that. I'm shocked that you did that too. Michael would get mad at me because I would accidentally hit his tire with my bike. Somehow, okay, so you know how, how thin a bicycle tire is? Nikki would somehow manage to crash directly into my tire <laughs> with her tire. It's because I wanted to make sure I didn't fall too far behind you. Also, Micah would, well, Micah rode a bigger bicycle than I did. And so his bike would be able to like go over cracks and stuff. And every time I would try to go on the same path as him, my bike was smaller. So it would get stuck in the cracks. And then there was like a <laughs> good couple times where I completely ate it off the bicycle. I didn't know that was why. Yeah. I thought you just fell off because you suck at riding a bike. No, I was just trying to copy you, but yeah, ended in disaster. You need to pave your own pathway, Nikki. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Don't be a follower. Okay. Um, oh, also, so we used to ride our bike to, it's a pretty famous hotel. We would ride it to the Sheraton in Waikiki, and then we would walk from there to the beach in front of the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. Um, and one day we parked our bike in the Sheraton. We walked to the Royal Hawaiian Beach. We swam for a good couple hours and then we came back. And on our bikes were parking tickets. And granted at that time, I didn't even really carry a wallet or a purse or anything. So I had no money on me. And there was no way I was going to be able to pay this parking ticket. Yeah. So And the, the hotel staff like put their own lock on our bike yep so we couldn't couldn't just get get away right so i think we brought the ticket to the security guard and then he let us go because obviously we both didn't have any money (laughs) we were so young well i was really scared because the guy was like okay follow me and he took us like in the back alleyway of the hotel Mm -hmm. and took us so i guess it was the security office yeah like you thought we were about to get arrested (laughs) i I don't know i thought we were getting into some trouble yeah but then they just asked us, like, what were we doing? Yeah. And we just told them we were at the beach. We didn't know any better. Who knew that you had to have a permit to park your bicycle? Yeah. So we would park our bikes in a lot of different places. But apparently 
at the Sheraton, you need a permit to park your bicycle there. Anyway, so yeah, high school is pretty simple. I'm in college. You never went to college. Dating culture in college is something that I'll never understand. So definitely one day we'll have one of our friends on to talk about it a little bit more because I don't really know a lot about dating culture in college. I feel like people nowadays don't date in college. They're just like on Tinder. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have a lot of credibility to speak on dating collegiate athletes. Although, I think we could talk a little bit about like UH athletes. Yeah, because we're around a lot of UH athletes. I don't know if it's like this at every Division One school. It might just be UH because it's like the only big school on island. But basically at UH, if you're an athlete, you're like on a whole different level than all the other students. Like... People worship the athletes here. And not just the students, but the residents who live on the island as well. I think UH athletes can pretty much get with who they want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Should we I know, this I know, at, like, I know at, at big schools, well, it doesn't have to be big schools, but mm-hmm. at a lot of schools, like the stereotypical quarterback is like the person that all the girls will like go after. I think at UH, like if you're an athlete at UH, that's what it is like for everybody. Yeah. Just for being on the team. Yeah. Even if you don't even play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if you are like a starter and you're a well-known person on like a well-known athletic team. Like some of these college athletes nowadays are, they have like 50,000 followers and like they have sponsorships now that there's new NCAA rules, but they're like on par with some professional athletes. Yeah. In terms of notoriety. But one thing that we do have more experience with that I think we have more credibility to speak on is professional athlete relationships i would categorize it actually into a few different categories there's a pretty wide spectrum of relationships yeah so like there are the high school guys who stay with their high school girlfriends um exhibit a but um (laughs) there's also like the younger guys who date around right and is it just like college athletes where if you're a professional baseball player you can pretty much get who you want yeah i think it's probably easier you could like walk into any bar and mm-hmm. just be like, oh yeah, I play professional baseball. And do people in the area know like what you're talking about? Like if you're in, let's say a bar in Central Florida and you're like, oh, I play for the Threshers. Do you think they'll know who? I doubt it. Like what team you're talking about? No, mm. I don't think so. So you could totally just lie. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> people just buy it, I guess. Like, oh yeah, you're a professional athlete. I would say like, oh no, you're lying. But yeah, like you said. I, I feel like actually a lot of the people I know are dating the same people they were dating in high school. Really? Yeah. Well, at least my close friends. Yeah. Well, that might just be like the type of people who you're drawn to. Yeah. But once you reach that status, the higher you move up, the harder it is to trust people. Yeah. So if you're like an athlete and you stay with your high school girlfriend who you were dating while you were just a nobody, like even if you do make a big name for yourself... That person loved you when you're nobody. But if you try to start dating when you already are someone, then they might just like you for that. Right. And if, even if you look at guys that are in the MLB, mm-hmm. a lot of them are married now to like the people who they were dating since before they even entered professional baseball. Yeah, like Chris Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also feel like some of the guys... So major leagues, there's like a lot of different categories too. Like They're either dating someone else who's famous... They're dating their high school sweetheart or they're dating someone who they met that like had no idea who they were when they met them. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of happens a lot. 
But there's definitely some like cleat chasers. Really? Would you yeah. say so? Uh, I think I witnessed it just from going to like one home game. Yeah. Yeah. Explain. Are we exposing people by doing this? Uh, it's fine. Don't take this too personally. This is just our like what we've witnessed. Because I had a teammate during the season. Uh huh. And he never had a girlfriend before. Well, he might have, but not like a serious relationship. Yeah. And his type of a fun night is like going out to the bar, like to the club or whatever. Mm -hmm. And meeting all these girls. And we had one home game. Yeah. That he brought eight girls to the same game. (laughs) Eight girls at one time sitting next to each other at the same game. Did they all know that they were there for the same person? You think? I'm not sure. Yeah. But like that's prime example of well keep in mind this guy's not the most handsome looking person uh okay <laughs> should we leave that in or <laughs> it's okay we're just stating our own opinions you don't have to agree with us you can disagree with us it's fine yeah but he's definitely playing the professional baseball card to get all these girls to like him yeah like oh you can come to the game and i'll leave you tickets at the gate yeah that kind of thing yeah i see what you're saying a but... lot of girls eat that up yeah Exactly. Um, going off of that, what is the nightlife like as an athlete? Because you guys are going through pretty grueling training, like six days a week. You barely have any off days, but I'm sure you need to blow off seeing somehow, like most people do. Yeah, honestly, for me, it's not really my scene in general, but I can't wrap my mind around how some people do that. So like, for example, in low A on the Threshers, we would play games Tuesday through Sunday. And our off days was Monday. And guys would go out on Saturday night after our 7 o'clock game finished. So they're going out like pretty late at night on Saturday. Yeah. And Sundays we play day games. Mm-hmm. So they would go out on Saturday night and come back for a 12 o'clock game the next day and play the game. And I have no idea how they do it. Some people are just built differently, I guess. Compared to the average person, you get a decent amount of sleep. And you're pretty good about making sure you have enough rest to function throughout the day because i think it matters like i think for some people they're able to like go out and have fun and still like focus in on baseball Mm -hmm. but for me like it's baseball season yeah that's all i'm focused on i'm not trying to do anything else really right i'm trying to focus on my job Mm -hmm. and play baseball yeah and yeah it really does just depend on the person too like i know some people like i don't play baseball but i can relate this to school So for me, like if I have a test the next day, I need to have at least eight hours of sleep. If I have a lab in the morning, I need to sleep early. But some people can go out all night and just run on two hours of sleep and have perfect brain function. Yeah. So it really just depends on the person. A little background. Okay, so the last day of Instructs. So the last day was a Saturday. Mm -hmm. The day before on Friday, we did like our exit physicals and all of our forms and stuff to like so we could leave yeah basically saying that we're not injured currently Mm -hmm. type of thing so when i got the schedule saying that we're gonna like have practice well at first i thought it was serious Mm -hmm. because the phillies would totally pull something like that like it's the last day we're gonna finish strong yeah but after looking at some of the stuff on the schedule it said like relay race yeah and like home pitchers home run derby Mm mm-hmm I was like, okay, there's no way this is serious. Yeah. You still had to report in an early time though, right? Yeah. So I expected you to be done at five that night. I was going to go into Tampa actually to, I don't know, get coffee or whatever. 
And then I decided, you know what? No, I should study. So I gathered my books. I was just about to go to the library in Safety Harbor. And then you called me and you're like, oh, can you come pick me up? I was like, okay, sure. It was only like an hour after I dropped you off. And then it was kind of nice. Like everyone had their trash bags full of their gear that they wanted to bring home. People were hugging. Some people's parents were there ready to like make the drive back home with them. And then you told me after you got in the car that some people had gone out the night before and came straight to the field. Yeah. That was crazy to me. It was like granted the report time was pretty early, like 730, 8 o'clock. But the fact that they might have had to stay until 5 p.m. that day, like have a full day of workouts and they got to the field with no sleep. <laughs> like that just boggled my mind. Some guys showed up and it looked like they were still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was just like absolutely crazy to me. They were probably so relieved when they realized it was a joke. But yeah, that last, because Instructs is the last thing of the year, Mm -hmm. typically. So that last day was really like say your goodbyes Mm -hmm. because we're not going to see each other until next season starts. Yeah. And some people, you might not see them ever again. Like, uh, for example, we had a couple of athletic training interns who accepted jobs for like next year already because their internship ended. So it's the last time I will ever see them. Probably in your life. Probably in my life. Yeah. It's a good thing that there's like social media and stuff like that. So you can still keep in contact with people. But yeah, still. It's a sad goodbye. Anyway, so we went to Meat Market one night and we saw John Cena there. But afterwards, we were walking around Hyde Park and then we went into the Lululemon. And we actually saw one of Micah's teammates there. And then he was with his girlfriend, right? Who he met in Clearwater. Yeah. Yeah. So people do meet like long-term girlfriends while During playing baseball. baseball. Yeah. Because he's from New York and she lives in Clearwater. Clear, yeah. And I think he told me they met at church, which is a little different. Yeah. Like granted, if you meet someone at church, of course, it's going to be more of a long-term relationship yeah. than like going out at night and then meeting someone. Yeah. But still. You can meet people during the season. Yeah. Yeah. But pro ball is a weird thing because such a wide range of ages. Yeah. Like I came into pro ball at 18 years old and there were people on my team that were like 23 years old already who had a wife and kids yeah i remember like the first off season that you had you had like all these new friends on instagram and stuff and we would scroll through it and it'd be like oh we're getting married this off season and even like the first instructs that you came back you're like oh yeah like all my friends got married this off season yeah like that was just crazy to me because we were so young at that time so like the fact that some of your teammates were getting married it's like everyone's on a different level some people are in a committed relationship with kids and they're married some people are going out and partying at night yeah but my first spring training we played a night game well i traveled with the big league team to like be the bullpen catcher yeah (laughs) anyway so we came back really late at night and i didn't have a car at the time so i asked this guy for a ride back to the hotel and I didn't know who he was. He was It was the first time I ever met this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, we signed him as a free agent. So I get in his car, and I look in the back seat, and there's two car seats in there. And I'm like, you have kids? He said, yeah, I have two girls. I'm thinking to myself, how old is this guy? He's 20, I think he was 28 years old at the time. Wow. With two kids, married, and I don't know. That's just weird, because I was a 19-year-old kid getting in the car with him. Yeah, and you're like teammates, sort of, you know but in professional baseball though Mm -hmm. people get married really young yeah i noticed that as well 
like 20 21 years old mm-hmm. and people are getting married yeah i actually follow this account it's meant for wives and girlfriends of baseball players it's called our baseball life and all they do during the off season is just post people getting married but a lot of them are super young like fresh out of college maybe even like they would be seniors in college this year so yeah it's pretty crazy but it makes sense well what are the reasons that people don't get married Usually they wait because they're not financially stable yet, right? They're not financially independent. But people get into pro ball and then they get all this money. Yeah. Well, they get a big signing bonus. Signing bonus, yeah. So they get a couple thousand dollars all at once, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So they feel like they have money now. Mm -hmm. Maybe even some junior out of college, like close to a million dollars, maybe even more. So they feel like they have enough money to get get married. married. Yeah. And maybe the girlfriend is finishing up her last year of school and she's going to start working like a real job after that. Yeah. So for a lot of the college guys, it makes sense mm-hmm. to get married like as soon as they enter pro ball. Yeah. But there's some guys that I know that are like my age that yeah. are starting to get married. Wow. Really? Yeah. So what's holding you back? <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, that's not true. We should just beef this out right now. Okay. Are we about to fight? Yeah. <laughs> If we were to make a pros and cons list, yeah. list of getting married. Uh-huh. The pros definitely outweigh the cons. Absolutely. The number of pros outweigh the cons, but I don't know if the weight of the pros. I think the the biggest con is enough to outweigh all of the pros. That's what I'm saying. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, some of the pros that come with us getting married are Well, from a baseball side of it. Yeah. I get paid more, which in minor league baseball, you get you get $90 a day. If you're married, which basically sub- doubles your salary, uh-huh. which is huge. And these guys aren't making a lot of money. Like, okay, you do have a lot of your expenses paid for, especially this coming season. If you didn't know, Major League Baseball implemented a new rule that all minor league organizations have to pay for housing. Um, for the Phillies, at least, breakfast is provided, you eat lunch at the field, and dinner is provided if you live at the hotel. In low A, breakfast is on your own, and then you have lunch and dinner at the field. Yeah, so you only really need to take care of one meal a day. And if you really wanted to save money, like you're really tight with your money, you could just like buy a pack of oatmeal from Trader Joe's and have that last you for a month. I don't know. I think a lot of guys don't even eat until they get to the field anyway. Yeah, so there's not a lot of expenses that you have. So even though you get paid pretty much nothing, if you're a single guy like Micah, you don't have any kids, no wife, you're okay with not making that much money, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, you're still on your parents' health insurance. You're paying rent, but you have a lot of cushion. So it's hard I'm for- definitely, I'm definitely not going negative each month. Yeah. Like, it's hard for us to speak on this because you're young. You don't have any dependents. But definitely for the older guys, it's probably going to be really helpful that their housing is paid for. And it makes sense that they need that extra $90 a day yeah anyway we're really sidetracking yeah like we said so you get 90 dollars a day uh-huh. if you're married your if your wife lives with you during the season you get your own hotel room mm-hmm. just for you and your your wife so you don't have to have a, a roommate. roommate also another pro for us is like we're gonna get married eventually so why not now you know yeah um it just makes a lot of things easier even like on a school side if you claim well like i'll be working so if i claim you on my health insurance then you can be on my health insurance um there's a lot of benefits if you're like a uw student or uf student and you have a spouse they get a lot of the benefits that you have that come with like your student id 
So there's a lot of pros on that side. Some of the con- okay, what is the one con that's holding us back? Nikki thinks that if we were to get married now, just like on paper, that it wouldn't make the wedding special. Okay, well, you were the one that brought up that point at first. Because it crossed my mind, but it's not like a big deal to me. Yeah, it's like so. Ever since we were like fifteen, I feel like we talked a lot about our wedding, and like even throughout high school, we would plan things about our wedding. Like a lot has led up to that moment, so it's sad that we wouldn't get that moment. And I know it's really common for people to not have weddings nowadays, especially because of like COVID and stuff. But well, we would still have a wedding. Yeah. But we're just jumping the gun on getting married so that. We can reap the benefits. Yeah. So like the idea that we had would be like to get married on paper now. Like just go to a courthouse and get married. Yeah. But like have an official wedding later. But then that pops the question like, would you propose to me later? Yeah. That does make it tricky. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. Maybe we'll put a poll in the comments. I think I would have to propose first and then get married and then have a wedding like later because people do it that way right like you get engaged and then some people stay engaged for a long time before they get married so that would make sense oh maybe we just solved our problem on the catching feelings podcast yeah but i don't know if i'm ready to buy a diamond ring right now yeah (laughs) that's another thing is like i'm gonna be in school for four more years you're making like minor league money so it's not like we're completely financially independent yeah (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, where are we going with this? Were we supposed to talk about sacrifices? Oh, yeah. So one thing that we wanted to talk about was sacrifices that you have to make from dating an athlete. I think it helps when two athletes date each other or two people who have really busy schedules date each other because they can understand. We listened to that podcast with Dansby Swanson on it. Mm -hmm. Who's What is his girlfriend's name? I don't know. I don't know either. She's a soccer player. But yeah, she plays on like the U.S. women's national soccer team. Yeah. And one, I remember one of the things they said was that they're both professional athletes. Mm-hmm. So they're able to understand what it takes to be at that be, level. Yeah, to be a professional athlete. Yeah. So, there is that. But also, if you're both on that level, there's barely any time for each other. So it's give or take, sort of. Yeah. I know for some guys, though, they do like that wife that is just their cheerleader. Like, he doesn't want her to work because he wants her to just support him all the way i don't know if i necessarily well i don't want to say anything controversial because i don't want to get canceled but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know if i for us at least that doesn't really work out i think if we had kids then i would definitely want you to just stay at home and take care of the kids i would want to too like there's no way it would be possible if we had kids to for you to be on the road all the time and for me to be working 40 hours a week that's just not possible but it's another reason why we want to get married early so that we can enjoy our marriage and not have kids until way later. Yeah. Talking to some of the people who are in the minor league system, I don't even think having a dog would be realistic for us. Like, I don't think so either. There's like we we both love dogs and we would want a dog, but just to find a hotel that allows dogs to catch a plane with the dog, like there's just so many other things that you have to go through. To have a dog so i don't even think that's in the future for us i think when there are those girls that meet the professional athletes in the club these are not the things that they think about <laughs> you know <laughs> the sacrifices that come with dating an athlete i think just one of the things that i wanted to mention about like making sacrifices i don't know i think i'm a weirdo because everything i do 
revolves around my training. That's not weird. That's and, like, my respectable. Career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other guys have no problem with it. Yeah. But I'm like obsessive about it. So like, if if you say that you want to go out on like a Friday night, but mm-hmm. I need to train the next day, mm-hmm. there is no way that I'm going out. I don't know how that makes you feel. I feel like I'm like letting you down, but for me, like, not that I don't care, but I'm so focused on my training. But I think I think your understanding of that. Yeah. I hope. But I mean, I feel like a lot of girls wouldn't be. Yeah. When you're in season, all I want to do is make your life easier. Like because you're under so much stress, and even when it's your off season and it's my on season, like when I have exams and I'm like, okay, I I literally just told you this this last week, like. I'm going to be a hermit for the next two days. I'm sorry if I don't text you, I don't talk to you. I'm definitely not going to hang out with you, but I need to just like study these next few days. Um, You're like super understanding about it and you even like help to ease some of my anxiety. So like I try to do the same for you during the season. Like I know you're under so much stress. Like baseball is such a mentally tiring sport and it's so hard on the players, not only physically, but mostly mentally. So, like, I just want to do everything possible to make your life easier. Yeah. But at this point, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. It's more just, like, we've been doing this for so long. That's just how our life goes. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. It just feels like this is our lifestyle. But also, I appreciate when you... When we would go out bowling or go to mini golf. You're not, like, agonizing about practice the next day or hitting bad that day. Like, you are pretty good at compartmentalizing your life in that way, where when we're spending our alone time together, you're not bringing in negative stuff from your work. And I try to do the same, too. Like, I don't want to complain about my homework or exams all the time while we're together. Yeah, that goes for, like, all relationships. Yeah. Like, like I if, think... you, if you come home at the end of the day mm-hmm. and just, like, complain about work that day, right? then you're just... Like, causing unwanted stress exactly. on each other. So we're super good about, like, leaving it on the field. That's yeah. the only way I know how to explain it. Like, Separating work from our quality time. Exactly. And I was super impressed with you when you did that this past season. Because I know you're, like, under a lot of stress, especially moving up levels while I was there. Like, it was definitely super stressful. But when it's our time, it's our time. When we're on a date, you're not, like, texting your agent. Well, sometimes you do. But... <laughs> Like, we're pretty good at keeping things separate. Like, when yeah. it's time for us, we have our alone time. But at this point, like I said, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. I don't know if you feel that way, too. Yeah. Like, it's more of an understanding that this is how our life works. But you didn't even know before. Like, before you visited me mm-hmm. the first time, like, yeah. you had no idea what I was doing. Oh, exactly. So that's why I remember you are like, once you get here and you see what life is like, it's going to change your mind. And I did gain so much respect for you. So you're not just like a player. You also are in school. So Micah would come home from seven or eight hours at the field and be like, okay, stop everything. I'm going to take my two-hour calculus exam now. I'm like, dude, you're out all day. All I did was like drink coffee and <laughs> like play on my phone. But yeah, you'd come home from a super grueling day and you would bang out a two-hour exam. So I was like really impressed. And then you would go about your routine, like drink your cherry juice at night, do your recovery boots, roll out if you need to, stretch, and then sleep. So, But honestly, I like to support you in that. Like, I like to feel like I'm bringing stress off of you rather than, like, putting more on you. So, 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Catching Feelings podcast. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. And download Anchor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye.